Welcome to Sedona Blog Talk Radio Karma Talk. This is uh, Sarah Jacobs, Tammy's assistant, and she has asked me to share her message with you this morning. Uh, She was not able to be here to broadcast her show, but she is certainly here in spirit. And she has a lot of important information that she had asked me to share with you today. Our topic today is what is love? When you mention the word love, it brings up different types of emotions in each one of us. For most, it is a strong, positive emotion that evokes images and memories of the people who love us and the things that they have done to remind us of how much they love us. Positive memories of love might include the things our mothers or fathers have done to love or nurture us as children, the birthday cards, the party, special events that they have planned and carried out to surprise us, celebrate our accomplishments, and just plain spend quality time with us. Our positive memories might include the friends and colleagues that have been a part of our life, People who have been a part of our life, and although they are not family members, they have gone out of their way to help us. Be friends that we can count on when we need help. Be there when we are sad or lonely or need help to accomplish something. They also celebrate our accomplishments and help and encourage us to do our best and succeed at whatever task is at hand. This type of love is important because they are not relatives or members of the family, and yet they love and care for us as if they were a part of the family. This type of love is called agape love. Then there is a type of love that many of us think about, which is the love a person has for their spouse, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, or fiancé. Because this is the month of February, we cannot go anywhere without seeing the ads and reminders that Valentine's Day is just around the corner. This is a time of year that those people who have someone special in their lives are making plans to make that day very special. Where did this practice come from? The origin of this holiday for the expression of love really isn't romantic at all at least not in the traditional sense. Father Frank O'Gary of Whitefriars Street Church in Dublin, Ireland, tells the real story of the man behind the holiday, St. Valentine. And again, I'm taking this um, off the Internet. Again, it's Father Frank O'Gary. And this is what he said. Uh, St. Valentine was a Roman priest at the time when there is was an empire called Claudius, who persecuted the church at that particular time. Father O'Gary explained, he also had an edict that prohibited the marriage of young people. This was based on the hypothesis that unmarried soldiers fought better than married soldiers, because married soldiers might be afraid of what might happen to them or their wives or families if they died. I think we must bear in mind that it was a very permissive society in which Valentine lived, said Father O'Gary. 
polygamy would have been much more popular than, than just one woman and one man living together. And yet some of them seem to be attracted to Christian faith. But obviously the church thought that marriage was very sacred between one man and one woman for their life, and it was to be encouraged. And so immediately presented the problem to the Christian church of what to do about this. The idea of encouraging them to marry within the Christian church was what Valentine was about. And he secretly married them because of the edict. Valentine was eventually caught, imprisoned, and tortured forming marriage ceremonies against the commandment of Empire Claudius II. There are legends surrounding Valentine's actions while in prison. One of the men who was to judge him in line with the Roman law at the time was a man called Ascarius, whose daughter was blind. He was supposed to have prayed with and healed the young girl with such astonishing effect that Ascarius himself became Christian as a result. In the year 269 A.D., Valentine was sentenced to a three-part execution of a beating, stoning, and finally decapitation, all because of his stand for Christian marriage. The story goes that the last words he wrote were in a note to Asterior's daughter. He inspired today's romantic missive by signing it from your Valentine. What Valentine means to me as a priest, explained Father O'Gary, is that there comes a time where you have to lay your life upon the line for what you believe. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do this, even to the point of death. Valentine's martyrdom has not gone unnoticed by the general public. In fact, Whitefriars Street Church is one of three churches that claim to house the remains of Valentine. Today, many people make the pilgrimage to the church and to honor the courage and memory of this Christian saint. Valentine has come to be known as the patron saint of lovers. Before you enter into a Christian marriage, you want some sense of God in your life, some great need of God in your life. And we know, particularly in the modern world, many people are meeting God through his son, Jesus Christ. If Valentine were here today, he would say to married couples that there comes a time when you're going to have to suffer. It's not going to be easy to maintain your commitment and your vows in marriage. Don't be surprised if the gushing love that you have for someone changes to something less gushing, but maybe much more mature. And the question is, is that young person ready for that? So on the day of the marriage, they have to take that into context. Father O'Gary says, love, human love and sexuality is wonderful and blessed by God, but also the shadow of the cross. That's what Valentine's Day means to me. And I thought that was a very interesting um, story, uh, historical story about um, the beginning of Valentine's Day. God's love is the truest form of love. Each one of us needs to be loved. We were created with the need for God and also to be loved. Anyone who says that they do not need love is not being honest. 
There are people who have been so damaged physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually by the people who are supposed to love them that they do not know what true love or unconditional love is. These people need to experience God's love more than others. They need to know that God has not abandoned them. He loves them unconditionally and wants them to experience love in its purest form. There are many things that have been said about God's love. Um, I want to go back and share with you um, a section of Tammy's blog when she talked about God's love. This was back on April 8th of last year. She was talking about how we need to be connected to true love. We are meant to be connected to true love. Our angels want us to allow love in and let it sustain us. Their wish for us to live happy, true to what we feel, and always connected to love. We become disconnected from love, even our own true feelings. We live in a way that we think will bring happiness. We become so focused on catching up at work, paying bills, reaching a certain status in life, or just doing what we are told to do. We miss out on who we really are and fail to live being true to ourselves and our potential. Life is so much more than what we often allow it to be. God has created us for so much more. And I think this is one of the most important statements that um, Tammy made and is a part of what we're talking about today, so I'm going to read it twice. It says, you can strengthen your connection to love through your heart chakra. Your heart chakra is the focal point of unconditional love, joy, inner peace, forgiveness, and compassion. It represents our ability to love past, present, and future, as well as the right to accept love and love ourselves and each other. Let me read that one more time because I think it's really kind of the heart of the message today. You can strengthen your connection to love through your heart chakra. Your heart chakra is the focal point of unconditional love, joy, inner peace, forgiveness, and compassion. It represents our ability to love past, present, and future, as well as the right to accept and love ourselves and each other. This chakra is located in the center of your chest area, just above your heart. So when meditating, visualize the energy coming into the center of your chest, opening and filling your heart with peace. Green is associated with the opening and healing of the heart chakra. Focusing on the emerald green color will help heal any broken wounds or neglect you may have. Green gemstones, green clothing, and the use of green oils, such as eucalyptus or pine essential oils, will also help stimulate the heart chakra. By living your life focused on this energy center of love, you will always guarantee your true connection to love. If you just tuned in, this is Sarah Jacobs, Tammy's assistant, and she was not able to be here today, but she's asked me to share this message with you. 
I also wanted to let you know that Tammy's first book just came out. It is titled The Secret to Your Chakras. You can buy it on Amazon.com. Many of Tammy's clients have asked if she would write a book where they could learn to heal themselves. This is what she created, a small handbook that is intended to help you identify if any of your chakras are blocked and if so, how to unblock them. It is easy to read and understand. Tammy did a workshop in Sacramento and Reading titled Introduction to Your Chakras. Amazing. The groups were small, and she was able to give individual attention to each participant, letting them know which of their chakras were blocked and what to focus on to unblock the chakras. She then did a mass healing meditation, which helped each participant to begin to release blockages. I remember one of the most important things she said, and she repeated it several times, In order to be more spiritually connected, you need to have self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-love. Once again, she said, in order to be more spiritually connected, you need to have self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-love. These are areas in our lives that we can all work on. We need to believe that God loves us so much that we can manifest these things in our own life. What does God say about love? First of all, it said that God is love. The very concept of love comes from God. To truly know God is to know love. Beloved, let us one, love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And that comes from 1 John 7 and 8. Love's a word or concept that we hear often. People want to be loved. They want to experience love. But many people have distorted concepts of love. Love to them is conditional. If you do this or that for me, then I will love you. People try and control other people and aspects of their relationships. This is not the type of love that God is talking about. It is love based on control, which is really not love. It is more like a business contract. People are so consumed with the need to control all aspects of their lives and the lives of those around them. They want things done their way. They want things when they want them, not when God chooses to bring them into their life. Next, God said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. God loved us so much that he gave his most precious gift his one and only son, up to die a cruel death on the cross in order to save us, in other words, our lives, and provide for all of our needs. If you have never watched the movie, The Passion of the Christ, you need to see it. There have been many movies made about the crucifixion of Christ, but this one truly depicts the events that led up to Jesus' crucifixion more realistically than others. 
And let's warn you, though, it's difficult to watch. But it really gives you a true picture of the suffering Jesus went through in order to provide for us eternal life. Every time that you think you are going through a bad time, think of the suffering of Jesus and how our suffering is so small. Another thing Jesus said, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. That's from John 17, 26. Here Jesus is talking about the love that God had for him and how he wants us to know and experience that love. If God dwells in your heart and you give him control of your life, then you have nothing to fear. He will be with you through all the things that you are going through and will provide for all your needs. Your needs, not your wants. Although he often gives us the desires of our heart when we have our priorities straight. Our angels have been assigned to us to help us through each difficulty and to give direction to our lives. God also said, love the Lord, it said, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's from Mark 12:30. If you truly love God with all your heart, mind, and strength, then you will desire the same thing God desires for you. Your thoughts will be his thoughts, and you will do what it takes to fulfill your purpose as God has revealed it to you. The next point is, um, and now abide, faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is from 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Since God is love, if you know God and allow him to have control over your life, then you will have faith and hope. Because of God's love for us, we have faith and hope. Our angels were assigned to us by God because he knew we needed help and protection during each lifetime. We must stay connected to our angels in order to have love, faith, and hope. We need to manifest that happiness God wants us to have. I want to mention right here, talk a little bit more about angels. Our guardian angels, who are they? Our guardian angels are, were assigned to us from the very beginning by God. They are each unique, and they were sent to help us and to protect us. And I'm going to talk more about them throughout this message today. Love is patience. And these are the characteristics of love. This is what the Bible says about what does love look like. And listen carefully. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, and always preserve. Love never fails. And that's from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. God's love for us will never fail. 
This is a good description of how unconditional love is manifest in us. We put others before ourselves and behave in a way that shows kindness, patience, and is a true demonstration of God's love for us. Another point, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. This is from 1 John 4:11. Love is contagious. When we feel God's love for us and see the things he has brought into our lives, we want to show that same love to others. Our angels want us to be happy and experience all the blessings God has for us. The whole concept of play it forward is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. There are so many people who are so blessed in so many ways that do not understand how lucky they are. Sometimes God takes things away from us for a while to help us appreciate them. Another point, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That's from Matthew 5, 44. This seems like a contradiction. Anyone want to love their enemies and pray for those who are using you or hurting you and possibly the people you love. You have to remember the principle of karma. It does no good to hurt the people who are trying to hurt you. Rather, to speak a blessing on them, which will release God to deal with them himself. He knows exactly what to do to stop the situation. We let our emotions get in the way and can actually make things worse by trying to handle it ourselves. Our angels are here to protect us of these types of situations. God says in Romans 12, 21, do not, be, do not overcome evil, I'm sorry, Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. So he's telling us to do it that way. Another point, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So husbands also love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. That's from Ephesians 5, 25, and 28. This is something that could save many relationships and marriages. I just looked up the latest statistics on marriage and divorce, and the divorce rate is higher than the marriage rate. Also, the number of people having relationships outside their marriage is very high. It is difficult to have a relationship with someone you do not trust. Infidelity only hurts a relationship not to mention the risk of taking on incurable diseases and all the negativity that you can take on from the person you are with. Another point, there is no fear in love, but love casts out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. If you truly know God and his love for you, you will have no fear. Just like a father watches out for his child, so God watches out for us. Our angels will help to guide us and protect us. God's love for us and forgiveness. God's love for us is unconditional. 
We do not deserve it. It is the truest, purest form of love. God does not try and control and manipulate our lives. He gives us free will. We are not forced to go on our true path. We can choose it or not. Sometimes God puts us in circumstances that will encourage us to make the right choice. God has given us several examples where he has encouraged people to do the right thing. Remember the story of the prophet Jonah and the whale. Well, if you remember, Jonah was told to go to Nineveh to tell the people there about God. These people did not believe in God and were actually persecuting Christians. Jonah started to find excuses as to why he could not go. He even asked the people around him or his neighbors, what do you think of him, what do you think of me going to Nineveh? They told him not to go, which is what he wanted to hear. So he boarded a ship and went in the opposite direction. The owners of the ship, who did not believe in God, knew that something was wrong because a huge storm came up and almost capsized the ship. In order to figure out what they needed to do to save the ship and the people on the ship, they drew lots. And of course, Jonah um, had to explain to them, you know, that he was the person causing the problem. And so they were forced to throw him overboard in order to save the ship and everyone on it. Jonah, as you know, was swallowed up by a whale and later thrown up on shore. After all that, he went to Nineveh to tell the people about God. And, of course, everything turned out beautiful because this was God's plan. This wasn't Jonah's plan. Even though we continue to live in sin, God is still there to forgive us, and our angels have been sent to help us find our true path and protect us from all the negativity around us. Because he gives us free free will, there are always people who are going to reject the gift of eternal life. These are the people who do not believe in God or choose to live their life as they please, that is, until they get old and are on their deathbed. Even though we live a bad life or a life full of bad choices, if we choose to ask God to forgive us, he will. But the truth is we cannot live a life full of love, joy, peace, hope, and happiness without God. We think we know what is best for us, but we really don't. Have you ever decided that you wanted something really bad and you would do anything to get it? But regardless of what you did, you were not able to get the thing you wanted most. But then years later, God gave you something twice as beautiful as what you wanted. You did not even have to struggle or control or manipulate people to get it. It sort of just fell in your lap. That is how God works. Yes, there are times that we may have to work hard or suffer to get what God wants us to have. But as part of his plan for our life, we will receive it. Jesus is God's one and only son. The thing he loved most in the world, having been sent for such an important role on earth, there were certain things he already knew about his life and purpose here on earth. 
When Jesus was 12 years old, his parents found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. All that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. When his parents asked why he would worry them so, that is, by going to the temple alone without telling them, he said, they should know he would be about his father's business. Jesus went to a place called Gethsemane with his disciples and took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be very sorrowful and very heavy. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Carry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and praying, said, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup, cup pass from me. Nonetheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. That's from Matthew 26, 36 to 39. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. This is from Luke 22, 44. I cannot imagine to bend for Jesus as well as God. Most of us would have not allowed this to happen, but Jesus was submissive and understood that this was what he came to do. Jesus was the perfect example of us to us of submission to God's plan for his life. He voluntarily gave up his life for our benefit. He suffered in ways we cannot imagine. Jesus said, put your sword back in place. Jesus said this to Peter. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do not think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? That's from Matthew 26, 52 to 54. I want to um, explain to you that legions, when he said that Father God would put at his disposal more than 12,000 legions of angels, a legion is a military term that was used back in biblical times, and it referred to no less than 500. So you can imagine how many angels that God could have put at Jesus' disposal had he chosen not to go through with the crucifixion. We need to remember, even though it's 2,000 years later, God still loves us. We seem to think sometimes that because these things happened over 2,000 years ago, that they are not important or relevant to what is happening today. Nothing could be further from the truth. It says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm sure that most of you have noticed that the things that are happening in the world right now are the result of an extreme amount of negativity. Each day we see things in the news that we find hard to believe. There are natural disasters in places that we never expected to see them. And we see natural disasters that are much worse than we could possibly imagine and devastating beyond belief. We see parents hurting their own children at alarming rates, which rarely happened in the past. We see people who are supposed to protect people actually hurting the people they are intended to protect. 
There are alarming number of hate crimes of all sorts rising in the world. More and more people in high or prestigious positions are being charged with ethical misconduct, crimes, and offenses which have required them to resign or step down. More and more people are snapping and committing crimes against innocent people because they are angry and getting back at society in general. Children and teens are committing violent crimes at an alarming rate, which was unheard of 10 years ago. But yet it is also clear that God still loves us and is trying to help and protect us in all areas of, of our life. There is a vast increase in the number of people seeking spiritual enlightenment and seeking to connect with God or their angels in ways that they can communicate with God directly. For example, people are noticing that they have spiritual gifts and are seeking to understand why they have these gifts and what what they are supposed to do with them. People are beginning to notice that the things that are happening to them are not by accident and are trying to understand their significance. People want to protect their children from all the negative influences in society, even in the public schools and on the media. They wake up to the damage it has created. There are now more spiritual organizations, websites, and retreat centers than ever before. Now more than ever, people are going to psychic, spiritual mediums, and spiritual counselors to seek direction for their lives. There are now more people coming to see Tamid that have dabbed in negative sources of energy and are trying to get rid of the control that they have in our lives. One of the points that Tammy wanted me to make was why is there such an awareness now of angels in the past 20 to 30 years? It's because of the damage we have created. It has caused It has called us to action to make changes. Our minds and souls have been pushed to become more aware and conscious. So that was an important point Tammy wanted me to make. God is here for us and will always be here to help guide us and direct us in the way we need to go. He has assigned special angels to each one of us since the beginning to help us through each lifetime, that I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's in Hebrews 13, 5. We may not always keep our promises, but God does keep his promises to us. We can depend upon him and what he tells us. Remember, God already made the ultimate sacrifice, his one and only son, to prove his love and compassion for us. We are his children, and he wants us to be happy, safe, healthy, prosperous, and to know true love. Many of you are parents. What do you wish for your child? Remember God created each and every one of us for a special purpose. This is one of the reasons that no two people are alike. We each have a purpose to fulfill, and each one of us is beautiful in God's eyes. We each have unique qualities, skills, and abilities, and characteristics and special characters to help us accomplish what needs to be done. We are always surrounded each day and every moment by love and by our angels. 
God loved us so much that he carefully selected each angel for each person to have the strength and characteristics to help and protect each one of us the most. Whether you believe in guardian angels or not, they are still here. Our angels are always with us. Even if you are angry and you tell your angel or angels to leave, they still will be right next to you. They are one of the connections to God. They are one of the connections that we have to God. Each angel is as unique as we are because they were specially created and assigned to us by God himself. Their job is to help us and to protect us. Also, you might too, you know, some people wonder if somebody that they've loved in the past can come back and be their angel. Um, no, they can't, but they can come back as spirit guides. Um, and that's an important point. And the, and the difference primarily between angels and spirit guides is that angels were assigned to us from the very beginning. They have never, ever been human beings. And so their purpose and intentions and the messages that they try to give us come directly from God. Whereas our spirit guides are people that have crossed over and have voluntarily come back to help us during various times of our life. Um, So they have more a personal agenda uh, that a guardian angel would be. And so they may try and control and manipulate us to help them accomplish something that they were never able to accomplish on earth. So um, you need to know and understand that difference. Is it possible for angels to come in and out of our lives at times um, to help us? Yes. We always have our guardian angel or angels. And some people, by the way, do have more than one angel because of their purpose. But occasionally from time to time when we have something really important to do or something really difficult that we're going through, um, an archangel will come down to assist your guardian angel. So, And they will be there for the time that you need them and then uh, move on. Here are some of the things that the Bible says about angels. I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is John 1.52. See that you do not look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. And, of course, they were talking about children. That's in Matthew 18.10. And here's one of the one of the verses I love the most. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Psalms 91:11. In order to get the true benefit of the help your guardian angel is trying to give you, you must stay connected to them. This is not always easy to do because we get caught up in so many different things each day but it is essential that we stay connected to our guardian angels. Here are some of the things you can do to stay connected and receive the messages that they are trying to give you. First, take time to meditate every day. And I know Tammy says this a lot, but it is one of the most important things you can do each day. For those of you who are not in the habit of meditating or have never meditated before, 
Let me give you some general instructions. First of all, find a quiet place to be and either sit in a lotus position or lay down either way with the palms of your hands facing up so that you can receive. Two, take any metal off as this can interfere with the energy. Metal is not a natural substance and it will block the energy flow. So you want to take all metal off. You may want to put on some soft music with no speaking to help tune out any distracting noises or talking. It's very important that you keep your heart and your mind open as you relax and meditate. It is best to meditate for at least 20 minutes to get the greatest benefit from the meditation. Next, release all negative emotions and feelings. Pay attention to what you see and hear during the meditation. For those of you who have trouble focusing or, or saying you cannot meditate, Tammy has produced a guided transcendental meditation CD which she has available at her offices or you can download it from her website to any electronic device. It is 23 minutes long and helps you to stay during the meditation. It is healing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Remember to pay attention to what your angels are trying to tell you. This can be done in several ways. If you hear even one word, write it down at the end of the meditation and see what it means to you. They may use a favorite song, poem, or expression to get the point across, but you must pay attention. Pay attention to what you are being shown. You may see colors, pictures, symbols. Remember them and write them down after the meditation. Some of you may understand immediately and others you may see them over again in other situations and find out later what their significance is. Pay attention to things you are feeling. If you had a stressful day, you may notice that you feel relaxed and at peace. If you did not feel well, you may notice that the pain or symptoms you had are less intense or are gone completely. You may feel like there is something you need to do. Or later, after the meditation, you may find yourself doing something you had not planned to do. Your angels will try to help you do what needs to be done. They will help you be in the right place at the right time to make a connection or to get a message. This is one of the reasons it is so important not to try and control your life or be so set in your daily routine. Why is it so important that we know and experience love? If we do not experience love, it is difficult to have the self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-love we need to believe that God loves us and wants to bless our lives. If we do not believe this, then it is harder to believe that God is sending blessings and miracles our way. We need to put our energy in the right direction to receive God's gifts. Without faith, we will fail. We do not want to dwell on the things we do not have, but think about all the blessings God says he's going to send into our lives. Love, joy, peace, good health, 
prosperity, etc. But remember, the enemy always attacks our minds, trying to make us believe that the things God has for us are not going to come to us. We need to stay strong and keep our heart chakra clear. Remind yourself each day of the blessings that God has for you. Look at all the things that have happened in your life and focus on the blessings and miracles God has already sent your way. This will help you stay focused on and on the positive so you can be ready to receive more blessings and miracles now and in the future. This is what Tammy said about love and meditation, and I think this is also a very important point. She said this about a year ago, about a year ago on, on her radio show. Right now she's talking about meditation and how to clear your energy to be able to receive healing and change your energy within you and around you. Whatever it is that you are feeling, let that go and help yourself to really let love replace any of the negative. It is important to replace any type of physical pain, emotional pain, and loss, whatever it may be, with love. The reason why this is so important to replace everything with love, and this is for just a general healing, is because in order for you to feel, in order for you to become reconnected, your heart has to have more awareness. It does not need to become more... It does need to become more connected. And the heart chakra and being able to feel will guide you. And you will no longer feel that feeling of being lost because you will have that guidance and that knowing. Turn left here. You know, now turn left over there, Sharon. Okay, John, and you turn straight over here and keep going straight. Your guardian angels will talk through your heart. They will communicate with you. They will express to you the guidance and direction and messages through your heart. The reason why the heart is so powerful and so important is very simple. Because your heart in all areas of your whole body, your mind, your throat, your stomach, your legs, whatever it may be, your heart will never lie. Your heart feels whether someone is passionate or emotional. Your heart feels whether you need to let yourself be in fear or stress about that person. Your heart knows whether you should or should not continue moving forward. It is something you can trust now because your heart is a straight connection to your guardian angel. Many people say when I communicate with my guardian angel, it comes through my mind. And Tammy says, and I am like, really? I mean, I understand the voice comes. But when you communicate with your guardian angel, you should feel it from your heart. So your heart will always be the energy that comes forward if you are doing things properly. It would be the most powerful and the most successful and the most moving. So you clear the mind, you inhale positive, and you exhale negative. And focus on allowing yourself to replace any type of negative with love and with passion. This, of course, is during meditation. Then you continue doing this as time goes on. Do this for a week, for a few weeks, even if you have to do it for six months. If you have to do it, it depends on how often you take care of yourself and do the things you need to do in order to take care of yourself. 
And as you go through this, you will start noticing a significance in emotional changes, in physical changes, in energetic changes. So many things will start changing and start moving forward for you. So it is important that you keep a log of it so that that way you are able to notice the experiences and share them with others, but also look back at it just in case you become distracted once again. You may get too busy. You may forget to meditate a few times. Then you go back and say, oh my gosh, I was feeling so great. Let me get back to that place. And focusing on allowing yourself to really give the stress, the worry, the burden to your guardian angel. Your guardian angels are here to give them your worries and to allow yourself to create that peace and warmth surrounding you. To keep and to be in balance, meditation is the key. The second thing besides doing the meditation, another area of work, working on yourself. So first it would be the meditation and doing the healing process, which I just explained. You know that whole keeping the mind clear, focusing on healing and replacing everything with love. One of the other important points that Tammy really wanted me to emphasize um, right now during this message is that it is important to thank our guardian angels for what they are doing to help us. Acknowledge them. Talk to them as if they were standing right next to you because, in fact, they are. Um, She said, don't take them for granted. Thank them and don't use them just to get what you want and then ignore them as they are trying to give you direction for something you may not want to do. Each is important because we are here to fulfill our purpose. Each thing we need to do has significance. So in other words, don't just stay connected to your guardian angel when you are trying to get something that you want. It could be a job. It could be a promotion. It could be making a connection in a relationship. It could be um, having something, somebody forgive you for something, you know, thoughtless that you had done to them. It could be many different things. So, But you know how it is. When you really want something, you stay really focused on it. And then once you get it, we have a tendency to just kind of dismiss, you know, all the things that people had done or our angels had done to help us get to that point in our life. Our angels are also going to be there warning us of danger. And they do that in a variety of ways. Sometimes... They'll delay your leaving, and you might be late for work, but then you get down the street and you see that there was an accident, and, of course, you're thanking God and your angels for keeping you out of that accident. Or maybe you get delayed doing something so that you don't arrive back home where there could be something happening very negative. So they try and keep you out of the negative situation. Um, but sometimes God needs you to do something for him. It could be that your angel may be trying to show you that you need to go out and feed the homeless. Um, And that there's more and more homeless these days now more than ever. And, you know, these, these are people that really need help and really need to know that God loves them. And what's so amazing is that when you do go out and feed them, 
they truly, truly do appreciate it more so than the people that have regular meals every day and know where their next meal is coming from. And um, so they're really connected in some ways uh, more to the earth and uh, more aware of what's going on than maybe you may be. Love is so important to each and every one of us. Without love, we cannot complete. We are not complete. We were created with a need for love. Without love, we do not have the capacity to love somebody else. We are unable to give unconditional love. Without love, we are emotionally blocked. We cannot truly love someone else. Without love, we do not know God because God is love. Without love, we have no hope. Love makes the world go round. That expression is so true. Without love, it is difficult to receive the blessings and miracles God has for us because we often have feelings of unworthiness. Without love, it is difficult to hear clearly from our angels because it has to come through our hearts. Without love, it is difficult to have complete healing. Heart chakras may be blocked, and that will keep us from being healed completely. I want to remind you that Tammy has an event on February 19th at the Hyatt in Tahoe. Uh, Once again, Tammy has an event February 19th at the Hyatt in Tahoe. Um, If you would like to contact Tammy, if you'd like more information, you can go to her uh, website, which is www.asktammyadams.com. Or you can call the office at 916-930-0781. Again, you can call the office at 916-930-0781. You can also follow her on Facebook. Okay, I've, there are a couple of questions that Tammy also asked me to address, and we have just a couple of minutes left. So I want to address those. Um, do our angels come back to us time after time, life after life? Yes, they do. They, the same angel was assigned to us from the very beginning. And those angels stay with us through each and every lifetime. Can we get rid of our angels? Um, no, you can't. Even if you don't believe in angels, even if you get mad at them and tell them to leave, they will never leave your side. Why do we have fear of trusting our angels? It's because then we have a conscious and awareness of them. And again, you know, it's great to be connected to your angel because they're here to guide us and to protect us. And so when we're trying to get something and get their help to achieve it and they help us, we're so, so, so grateful. But sometimes they show us of things that we need to do And they may be things that make us uncomfortable or push us into an area of life that we're not used to. But that's just all part of 
communicating with our angels because when you do the things that you need to do, the things will go um, well for you. Again, you want to generate positive karma in your life, not negative karma. So when you're out there doing the things that God wants you to do to fulfill your purpose and you're showing kindness and love and compassion to other people, then that brings the same thing back to you. And again, why is there such an awareness now of angels in the past 20 to 30 years? It's because of the damage we have created. It has called us to action and to make changes. Our minds and souls have been pushed to become more aware and conscious because we continue to destroy it and we need to be able to go back and fix it. So again, once again, I want to thank you for tuning in today. Um, Tammy wants to send um, love and blessings to each and every one of you. And I hope you have a beautiful and wonderful day. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you and goodbye.